Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women. I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Relatable Podcast. And this week we are talking about our first love. Ooh. Now, I would like to tell you all something, eh? <laughs> Miss Showin, ever since we sit down in this recording booth, mm. has been avoiding eye contact with us, Okay. And I find she has been uncharacteristically quiet. Yes. What's that word? Is it reticent? Reticent? You know when? Yeah, reticent. Reticent. Yes. That's the one. She is mm. very reticent. So, Shawin, you have heard my stories, Chantal's stories. And I mean, throughout this series, we've been talking about so many things about mm-hmm. relating. And we have touched on relationships through motherhood and all these things. Mm-hmm. So, spoken about our first kiss okay all of those things so for you <laughs> what was your first love like can i just start by saying this is going to be a very short episode <laughs> how do let's you see. know that let's, let's see how see. it goes because my first love is me guys this is no you know what it is like in chantal's episode i've had many firsts many firsts of lots of different things I don't think it was love. I, in fact, you know what? Not don't think. It was not love. Mm-mm. It okay. was not love. It was lust. Infatuation. Infatuation. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was me just wanting to get some dick. Okay. It was not love. All valid. Okay. Isn't infatuation so, is very powerful. It yeah? is. That and is, lust. And that is what it is. So I could tell you my first love was Gavi, he's dead now, but Gavi kissed me and my three cousins. How old was this? And I was going to primary school, but I was 
in love with Gavi. And why were you in love with Gavi? Because Gavi was the hottest fella in the boulevard. Mm. And um, he kissed me first, so okay. I know that he cared about me. So, because you were I was first. the first. And yeah. when you say first, first out of all your cousins? Out of my other cousins, yes. Okay. So yeah. how did you guys feel about being kissed by the same person? We never discussed it. Oh. Mm. We just knew that we all got kissed. <laughs> <laughs> and Gavi used to climb the plum tree and pick plums for us. What kind of plums? <gasps> the yellow ones. Ooh, Okay. Gavi used to pick plums for us. I was hoping for red, but you know, it's okay. No, 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 the yellow ones. The yellow what do you guys call the knobbly plums? The ones that are not smooth, they like have, n- y'all don't have those? Okay. The red plums? The red? I don't know. And then have the knob on the bottom? Yeah. yeah. What do you call that? A red plum. Red oh, plums. you call that red plum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We start right. the, the, a big yellow plum tree. But anyway, so that was my first, I think that was like more of an infatuation. But I've been thinking long and hard about this since I knew we were going to talk about it. Um, and if I have to say my first true love it would have to be the father of my girls because that's the first person that really that really hurt me mm-hmm. you understand how mm-hmm. what i'm equating mm-hmm. he was the only one that could hurt me you understand the others couldn't okay. hurt me because i didn't care enough about them and it's an interesting story how that started <laughs> how that started hold so, on we're all yeah. ears let me just so, settle in so my parents had just broken up uh, my mom moved out, went to, took me and my sister and we went to live at my aunt's and my dad went to live in Cicero. And when he set, got settled in and whatnot, he said, look, I want to have the girls for a weekend. So we went. I was 14 turning 15 and we went, my sister and I went to Cicero and it was nice. He was living with my uncles and we were just, it, it was really nice. That My uncles were my mom's sisters. That's mm-hmm. how close my dad was to the family. He was with my mom's, my mom's brothers, sorry. Mm-hmm. So we went there and we were sat in the balcony, my sister and I, and we were playing music. And then from across the road, I see a bus pull up and out comes this beautiful Rasta man. Beautiful. When I say beautiful, when I hey, when I tell you beautiful, this man was beautiful. Yeah, long brown dreads. You know the the the, the ones where they take a lot of sun. Yes. Where they on the, either on the beach too long yes. or they take a lot of sun. Yes. These ones, okay. like long. And I'm sat in the balcony and I'm watching this man crossing the road, and I'm like, hey, who's that sexy ass? I'm 14 years old. Wow. I'm like, hey, sexy ass. And he looked up and he saw me staring and he smiled and bent his head and continued on his business. He's very shy, very coy, very, you know, just a nice coy smile, you know. And he went on his business. Never took it anywhere. I'm like, okay. Weeks after, we keep coming to my dad's house on a weekend. Other times I keep seeing him. We keep seeing each other. And he just passes and he says, hi, he's my dad's neighbor. He lives behind my dad's house. Just passes and says hi and stuff like that. By then, my dad already realized something because my dad knew every time I hear music, because he passing me for a little radio playing music or something playing music, I run in the balcony. So my dad of course. pick up. Mm-hmm. My dad pick up <laughs> on that. So I'm in the balcony and he passing. And every time he passes, he's looking up and he's saying hi and he's saying, okay. One weekend I went there and he passed with a girl. <laughs> okay, I, I already fixed. He passed with a girl. 
mm-hmm. and the girl came from his yard. So, and oh, that was his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he was dropping her off to take the bus so that she could go home. For some reason, I don't know if this girl sent something. Bear in mind, I never really spoke to this guy. Never spoke to him. It was just, hi, hello, you okay? Yes, done. Go on your business. And the girl saw him saying hi to me. And maybe my, I don't know, the way I said hi or my smile or whatnot. I don't know what she got from that. Woman's intuition. A woman's intuition. Okay. And then a few days later, a friend of mine who was from the same ghetto she was from, said to me at school, because I was in Form 4 at Hess, and she said to me, boy, boy, they have a Rasta man in Cicero. You, 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 you like that man? You like that man or something? And I'm like, no, what's going on? Well, the man, woman sent message for you. Poor dear. tell you to leave her man alone. And I'm like, what, what? a bumble clap? She say what? And I swear to God, all Wrong I person. heard was... Challenge accepted. Bitch, you're going to lose that man. Wow. And And you were how old? I was 14. Okay. No, 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 no. I was, yeah, I was probably still 14 turning 15 because I turned 15 in November. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So somewhere around there. Okay. So she should not have done that. She should not have, because all the time I was just saying hi, yeah, maybe some light floating with a little smile and whatnot, but that was it. But when she sent a message for me, that was it. Game over. No, game on. Mm-hmm. Game on. Mm-hmm. So now I start going to my father's house on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I started going to my dad's house on a mission. And it was not an easy mission. We started talking. We started reasoning again. Rasta man. Talking about all types of different things. Just being really friendly he had a cat and the cat somehow took a liking to us me and my sister and used to come to our house so he used to come and look for his cat you oh you all have my cat (laughs) yes we have the cat we have the cat Mm -hmm. so he's giving him a reason to come out you know (laughs) so (laughs) anyway long story short i end up taking him on she hated me absolutely hated me but it was not just straightforward. I was still 14. Mm-hmm. I was 14, 15. He was three years older than me. Okay. Um, and when you're 14 and someone's three years older than you. Yeah. That's a really big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it's not really about the he age. He had already finished school. Yes. yes. He had yes. already yes. finished school. Yeah. My mom would never. It was like my, my dad was on him. My dad mm. was like from then. That's why my father still today the two of them don't get on really up to today so anyway we flirted he and the girl ended up breaking up but then we kind of grew apart not grew apart but drifted apart and it was when i left school i finished school by then i was 16 turning 17 and then we met each other again and he said, you know, we, we no, he got sick. Mm-hmm. He got sick. He smoked a joint. And uh, it was a bad joint. Uh-oh. What they call a, a black bad, joint? A black joint. He got really? a bad trip. And he went missing for a few days. He went walking how far. And his cousin, I did not know that was his cousin, found me and said, oh, I, I hear you, you and Daman were... And I said, yes, and she said to me, 
girl, you don't even know what's going on with him. And when she told me that, I was working already. I, I started working. And I just dropped everything and I went straight to him. Wow, Sherwin. Mm. I went straight to his you house. didn't even... I think about I did it. not think question. about it. Nothing. I went straight to his house. Why? Tell me that's not love. That? Because after having not seen him, not for seeing so long. him, not speaking to him, and we were just like barely because Anusha small. You see people every now and then, but mm. it was like he almost kept himself to himself. And then when I found out he was ill, I went straight there, straight, and um, I could never forget that. I went. I left work. I went to the house. Stayed there with him until 10 o'clock in the night bear in mind i was like 16 yeah all i remember is his mom knocking on the room door and saying showing your parents are outside looking mm. for you because they had no idea where i was i just disappeared and they came they picked me up obviously quarreling and blah 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 but that's when i knew wow. i knew i stayed with him and he felt so much better it was his mind he thought he was losing his mind yeah, and it just developed from then. My mom left and I ended up going to live with him. But that relationship, that relationship was probably me. Before I had Haley, me at my so happiest. So Haley is your first daughter? Haley is my first daughter. Me at my happiest. And it was not, that's how we had nothing. We had nothing. We were young. When I say we had nothing, we lived in a house with no electricity and water. Wow. Yeah. And how old were you guys at this time? 17. Point? So you were I 17? I was 17 and he was 18, 20, 21 or somewhere Babies. around there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Children. Mm. We were living together. I left the house and I went to live with him. How did your parents react to you well, leaving the house? My mom didn't take it well. My mom left. My mm. mom was in the UK. She wasn't happy because I left my sister with my dad and blah, blah, blah. It was a long story. Mm. Anyway. But we went to live together. I went to live with him and we had nothing and I tell you nothing, nothing, yeah? We used to thief water and thief electricity <laughs> and cook and coals. But that was the happiest I had ever been in my life. And I always say to people, I'm not a materialistic person. It mm. does not take much to keep me happy. What we did was we spent every minute together. Every Yes, you, sometimes you would go out to work, but the attention, the attention this man gave me, and the talks, and we used to go everywhere. And bear man, by then I'm a bobo dread because oh, I'm yes. a rasta, uh -huh. and I wear my, you know, I go mm -hmm. to tabernacle and I your and, long skirt, my long skirt, and I grow in my little dreads and everything. But yeah, we used to go everywhere together, and there, we had this this thing everywhere we went. There was two birds. Girls, everywhere we, oh, I swear on, to God, we? there was always two birds, two little birds, two little birds flying around, and Girl, they used so to just perch. They used to perch on the high tension oh, wires, goodness. and we used to look for them. We used to see them. I said, "There's the birds," and we used to just talk, talk, talk all the time. It was contentious at times because mm. we were getting to know each other, but I always gave as good as I got. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a case of me being overpowered or anything it was lovely and lo and behold Haley came lo and behold lo and behold fiona yeah lo and behold. just so. I, but i must say just yeah, so. i must say we spent a long time getting to know each other before we had sex mm -hmm. okay. we did not have sex straight away he didn't mm -hmm. it, again similar thing now mm -hmm. he That's didn't interesting yeah very it wasn't very. it was mm -hmm. not about sex we took a long time 
it left to me would have done it straight away but for him <laughs> he was like i'm not i'm not gonna do it i don't know why but he wasn't mm. interested in that he, i think he wanted the he was an only child he's an only child and he wanted the companionship yes. he wanted you know to get to know somebody and <sighs> considering that is a young mm. a young man living on his own yeah and a woman come and live with him and for him to do that i think that shows a great sign of maturity yeah, to me yeah he was and and he was fully into the rasta thing eh, mm-hmm. as well very much very very much so i think it was about us both of us growing up yes it very much sounds like that yeah we both of us were growing up we moving from the child to to the adult what we think <laughs> adulthood. adulthood is <laughs> and we try to navigate <laughs> we try to navigate you know what we supposed to be doing and so on and so forth and then Haley came mm-hmm. and that's why i said i knew that definitely was my first love mm-hmm. he was my everything he really really was until Haley came oh i say to people if I'm stranded on an island mm-hmm. with somebody I love, I will survive. We don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Just tell me you could cut this and cook that yeah. on some stones and we're good. I don't, that's me. I don't need anything. But yeah, it was, it's, we grew apart. I, I don't want to say we grew apart. What happened was I had Haley, mm-hmm. And I was, I was 18 when I had Haley. 18. And Haley, when she came, I fell in love with her. I fell head over heels in love with Haley. So much so when I was pregnant, I decided to cut my dreads because I'm watching now this man I love, but he's not in a steady job. How are we going to take care of this child? And he loved that child. He loved my belly. He loved me being pregnant. He loved um, just sitting and singing and talking to my belly. And he used to wake me up and tell me, oh, you need to go go take a walk. Remember I tell you, I used to go and buy bread every morning. Mm-hmm. And one morning I didn't want to go and buy bread. And a woman tell me, every morning she tell me good morning. And that morning I was vexed. And she tell me good morning. And I tell her, a chew. Boma temwe se detail. Now Lucians will know what that means. So you need I, to let I us know. I basically what it means. told her, Oi, in your ass, my good morning is your breakfast. What happened? Because oh, wow. she told me I did not say good morning. She said, Oh, you're passing this morning and you're not saying good morning. And I was so vexed. Showing. I was vexed. Anyway, I blame that on Haley. Harry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Haley. And after that, she never tell you good and morning. She again. never tell me good morning I, after I that. I would not either. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so Haley came and then I was working and then I came up here to the UK actually with Haley. Haley was a year and a half. And whilst I was in the UK, he called and he said, Shawin, I, I need to speak to you. I've done something. And I said, What? What happened? He said, No, when you come back. And my mom, my mom was begging me to stay. My mom said, Shawin. I have a good standing here, stay, you could go to university, you could do this, you could do that. I'm like, no, I love him too much. I'm not staying. I'm not going to turn my back, take his child Mm -hmm. and stay here. And when I went back down, he told me he slept with my friend. No. So he he wanted to tell you. He told me. He told me two days after I arrived. He said, "I I can't keep it. And he was crying. 
He was devastated. Okay, um, can I just, okay, let me just um, adjust myself here. So he slept with your friend. A friend of mine, yeah. A friend of yours. Mm, a friend. A friend. Slept with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, don't get me wrong. Both of them almost got killed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't worry just, about just, that. Don't worry about know. that. No, that got oh, dealt oh, with. Oh, that oh. got dealt with. Okay. Um, we don't talk about it. All right. But mm. that got dealt with. But yeah. So that was. That's why I knew I loved him, my true love, because of the hurt. Mm. Yeah. The which is what you I said. Felt. Yes. Which is what you said at the beginning of the, the conversation. Hurt I felt. Yes. I've never felt this way before. My heart literally ripped out of my chest. Not literally, but mm. ripped out of my chest. And I know that I love this man so much. I gave everything to him and to my child. And for that to happen, I all I wanted to do was run away. I wanted to go back on the plane and come back to England. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. It's like, bro, you should have just told you me should have just told England, me. Jen. I, and I, I never forgave him for that mm. back then. Mm. I didn't forgive right. him. I was like, you should have just tell me. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, instead of... Making yeah. me come back and but anyway, it's done. So yeah, along the way there's been lots and lots of other people, lots of but I've never re- not never really had a relationship with them mm. that I felt was love. Okay. The n- other relationship was my ex husband and we were together for twelve years. Mm. Of course I loved that man. I loved him. I loved him with everything. But <laughs> right, that first that, love, yeah, yeah. Mm. Because There's something when, special about it that you, I special. don't think you can. You, I don't think you ever get it again. You get love in different versions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because when my ex-husband and I separated, the first person I ran back to was him. Right, mm-hmm. I ran right back to him mm-hmm. to Saint Lucia. Tried to make it work after that. After we, I mm. got divorced. Tried really hard to make it work, but yeah. I think it was best we left the past it in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. expired. Yeah, it And yeah. sometimes you can go back, but sometimes you can't. I just it, mm. it's it was a hard pill to swallow, but yeah, it's it is what it is, and I just let you know what I've accepted it. Yes, I've accepted, it and that's where it's going to stay. Mm. It's not going anywhere now. And yeah, my ex-husband, my people grew apart. We love each other for 12 years. We loved each other, but we grew apart. There's not a lack of love for each other. Mm-hmm. I love, I still love my kid's dad, my girl's dad. I still love my ex-husband, but I also love trees. Yeah. yeah so they get in that love. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but it's in the past now. Mm. So at what point do you think that you came to to realize that your first love is you? Because that's what you opened the conversation with. That's interesting. So after my ex-husband, I said, you know what, boy, because I was how old? 35, 36, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. And I said, oi, I don't think I have it in me to love again. I don't think that that broke me. The breakdown of my marriage. I had so much invested into that marriage. Um, And it's not just time or money. It was my future invested into that. And when it broke down, it destroyed me. Absolutely destroyed me. And I said to myself, I don't think I could ever love anybody again. I and I didn't want to because I the hurt from the first one. Mm. And then that one, I say, ah. My heart can't take it no You're more. I done. I done. I done. Mm. And uh, my God, I then I met this one person <coughs> who we shall not mention. Okay, um, right. And that person just stepped into my life. Well, ran into me. I will always say he ran into me. 
and just made me realize that I was actually able to love again. Beautiful. And that's why I mean I I I love myself because I realized that I was at a point in my life where I was so happy and it was only because I was seeing who I am. I was coming understand that I've been living with a man from 17 years yes. old. Yeah. Yes. 17 years old. That's 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we came up here in 2004, met my husband in 2004, married in 2005. Wow. Married for 12 years. Okay, I've never been on my so own. So there was no There was no break. solo time None. for Sherwin. Never, I've really never had that. No Sherwin. Exactly. Not I'm, Sherwin, the wife, the partner. Sherwin. Sherwin. And Sherwin, the mother and as Shawin, well. And Sherwin, the mother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Then it's so I met this person last year, 2020. So I had this four years. Yeah, there were there were guys in between and whatnot, but it wasn't love. Mm. It was not love. It was me exploring, and um, and then I met this one, and I was like, Phew, I don't think. I, and I said to him, I remember saying that the night I met him, I said, I think I only have one relationship left in me. Wow, just one more, and the promise this guy came with. And that was the only person in all the others, well, I say all the others, the other two, that I felt I wanted to build and grow with because of his ambition, because he was very, I saw him to be somebody who was smart, somebody well-traveled. And that's a thing for me. I need, I, I want to be somebody who I could vibe with. Yeah, give me the raster man, but give me the raster man that goes somewhere. Yes. Give me the raster. You understand? I love that. I love the fact that we could share, we could speak about different things. We could speak about history. We could speak about all sorts of things. Business. Oh my God. Start talking about business and I can take my your clothes sweet off. Spot. That is your yeah. sweet spot. And business. this man came with mm. everything and he had the confidence and he's funny. He was not a raster, but I surpassed that. And <laughs> no, but it wow. was this, it was the small, beautiful moments like dancing to oh Barry's the kitchen God. you know and singing and it together it with just, your heart it, it was just like he came with everything and he put me right back to where I said I would never go okay mm-hmm. I would never go there and I went there all everything dropped and I slept walk into it mm. only to realize it was it was not real it was, was not it? real it was not real what wasn't real I think, okay, I shouldn't say it was not real. It was real, I think, to him when he was with me. Mm-hmm. Right. When he's not with me, it's something else. Mm. All the promise, all the plans and all these things, it was not in his head. I think he wants, he meant good yes. and wanted to do them. And I still think he wants to do them or he thinks he wants to do them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I now know that he's a madman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a madman, shall we? He's a madman. He's or a just madman. a man who, <laughs> in your mind, hasn't lived up to his potential. I think he's, he's delusional. Uh-huh. Okay. I, so, but I think it, it, by delusional, because Shawin and I have discussed it a lot, is that, as she said, whilst he's in that space, he believes it wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, 100%. And even whilst doing things that were counterproductive to their growth, 
and were very obviously counterproductive to their growth, he still believed it. So this is why she say he's a madman or he's delusional because it's like the things that were happening were very obviously um, not positive for their growth. But he would be so genuine and so joyous and like and still speak about these dreams in the heights of their difficult time yeah so that's why and i've also been through that as well and you're like dude <laughs> <laughs> how are you still talking about them kind of dreams when don't you see what's happening yeah, oh, yeah, right now you know, what going on yeah come so, on so i think but they they do believe it yeah and i think that person with you believes all of the things that he said yeah yeah And And that's what makes it really hard. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, guys, another week has come. And we need to know what is bringing you joy. And we're going to start off with... Lady Chantal. <laughs> In my face yes, just now. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, that's what you're to me. Yes. What's bringing me joy this week? What's bringing me joy is by the time you guys listen to this episode, because we do record them a week in advance. So I'm actually on my way to Birmingham. And my face lit up even when I said Birmingham because I'm going to get to see my nieces and my nephews. So honestly, I'm just looking forward to spending time with my sisters and my parents and my in-laws and my beautiful tribe of nieces and nephews, Yinkare, Naima, Carrie, and Jaden. They are four of the brightest sparks in my life. And they bring me joy consistently, even when I'm not with them. So being with them, that joy is just magnified. I cannot wait. That's it. Beautiful. That's wonderful. Showing Lucas has been bringing me joy this week. So Lucas is taking it upon himself. And who is Lucas for those of us who don't know? That's my son. He's my youngest. He's 15. And Lucas has been doing basketball training. 
So he's taken it upon himself to go to the park and just train for five hours shooting hoops by himself. Wow, five hours. Five hours. And he's done that consistently since probably for three weeks. The last week of school, he made the basketball team and he's just really, really excited and has these high aspirations as to where he could go with basketball. Now, bear in mind, he's been brought up with three girls and he's the only boy. And since my husband and I got divorced, my ex-husband, we got divorced it's him in the house <laughs> with three women. Mm-hmm. So he have nobody to go and shoot hoops with. At, sometimes Haley would go. Haley's my eldest. And he said, you know what, mommy? I, I don't care. I'll go on my own. I will do it. And just, mommy, could you imagine? I could apply for a scholarship to go to school in America and be on the, I'm like, boy, just keep dreaming. Keep going. Let's go. Let's Listen. go. Let's get this going. Listen. And he's doing it himself. And that, that has made me really happy to see that no matter what, he won't let anything stop him if he puts his mind to it. And that's bringing me joy that my child has very high aspirations for himself. <sighs> And he's very dedicated. Extremely dedicated. He's lost so much weight. All baby weight gone, baby fat gone. He's now um, developing... um, Excuse me? Yes, six packs. We do not approve this message. Listen, he is growing and he's becoming such a beautiful young man and just on his path. Listen, nobody could stop him. I am very, very proud of him already. Me too. That's Very wonderful, cool. Me too, Sherry. Yes. Me too. Well done, Mama. Thank you. Hello. I did something right. <laughs> Many things right, woman. Many things. Many things. Right, Fiona. So what's bringing you joy this week? This week, I was interviewed to talk about the history of Carnival for this film that's coming up. And it's with this company that's putting a lot of investment into the visuals and talking about they really want to do carnival justice in terms of talking about the history and the spirituality of it. And in the interview, I was, they asked me questions like, why do you think carnival gets so much pressure to be stopped? I won't give away. <laughs> but I just said, because black joy makes people uncountable. Mm. And I think I was proud of myself. So it kind of stems also from the incident with the woman in Liverpool Street. So if you listen to last week's episode in What Brings Me Joy, speaking about the incident that happened in Liverpool Street and how we handled it, it's it kind of stems also from that, from me being brave enough to say the truth and to be truthful because if you know from a few years ago, probably would have been too afraid to say something like that to a room full of people who are not from my culture so to to do that shows my own personal growth because i would have been afraid to offend people i would have been trying to show oh the kumbaya and we're all a happy family and carnival is for everyone and it's a you know and just all of this but not talking about the resistance the rebellion and that carnival exists because of the constant removal to remove african identity and joy from our culture so for me to just say that something as simple as that i said a lot more 
But I felt like we're on a pathway and I'm around amazing people like y'all. And I think the importance of having people, really good foundational people, because there's, there's some people who I consider friends who I cannot have that conversation with because like we were discussing last week, they'd say, just leave it. Why do you must always bring these things up into conversation and to be around like people who fortify you in your assignment, like Chantral did say in that episode, catch it if you did miss it, your assignment, <laughs> your life assignment, and to have people to reaffirm that so that I could sit and actually say that with confidence. I don't know. I felt very proud of not just myself, but the people around me because it's like we all are collective voices. Yes. And that is what brought me joy this week. And you relaying that story has also brought us joy. Yeah. Hey. Makes me feel so, liberated. Thank we're you at, for we're sharing. at a point. I feel like we're mm. at a point where you know what? We, no more. It's time to speak. It's time to it's speak. It's time not just to speak, but it's time to speak even when our voices shake. Yeah. Because that's usually when it's most important. Exactly. And that what you have to say is most impactful yeah. when your yeah. voice begins to shake. Yeah. So my people, speak up. Yeah, for me, I'm loving myself. Literally, it's just me realizing that I could love again. And that could only happen when you love yourself. Mm -hmm. You cannot love somebody if you don't love yourself. Yeah. Think I mean, about I it. I hesitate, at, right? At, at our age I hesitate. Why do you hesitate? I'm hesitating because it's a fine line. Because I find that sometimes we can get caught up in the healing of ourselves mm -hmm. and being the best versions of ourselves and fully loving ourselves, right? And then... I'm going to be in a relationship and then I'm going to meet the right person. And although those things are true, I don't think that if you are not at the point where you're not fully in love with yourself or you're not fully healed, that that means that you are not worthy and deserving of receiving love and mm. of being loved and of still wanting to be in a relationship because you can still continue your healing yeah. and you're falling in love whilst, with yourself yes. whilst in a relationship. And I know and I say this just because for me personally, I'm constantly working on myself, right? Mm. I'm constantly working to understand myself better and to love myself more because I do know how important that is. But also for me, it's been a little bit of a crutch for me not to venture into relationships yeah. because yeah. relationships are scary as fuck. Yeah. You know, you, you are literally, you're too different people having different experiences behind you completely different yeah. stories as much as you may have certain commonalities but these things then put you in a very vulnerable space when you have decided to join or yeah. to connect with someone else yeah and so i say that my work on myself has sometimes become a crutch because it's like you know i want to be the best version of me yeah yeah no, and i get and be that my, my, i love myself wholly and completely then I know that I'm ready yeah. to be in a relationship. But that's not always necessarily no, I, I, my truth. I'm not speaking for anyone yeah. else. But And that's the reason why I hesitated to, to say, you know what, Shireen, yes, but still, I think we need to be careful. I think what it is with me is I knew, I knew that I was... I knew I know myself. Mm. I was in a good space. I yes. was in a space and I was like, I was just happy going on with my life when this man walked in. Putao. 
just like that. Mm-hmm. I was happy. I Very was, happy. Yeah. I was, I, oy, I was just doing, living my best bloody life. And when he came in, it was, it just, it just made it all that better. Oh, that's the thing right there. That's the sweet spot. You understand? It enhanced, it enhanced. what you already he had. He made yeah. me yes. realize yes. not what I was missing, but what that just made it sweeter. Yes. You get me? Because I was happy. Yep. I was yep. happy. Yes. I was good. I was doing my own thing. I answered to nobody. My kids were happy. I'm mm-hmm. independent. I take care of myself. He wasn't a savior anybody. because he was you already not good. my savior. Yes. Mm-hmm. At all. At all. No way. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew that. Not I think. He fucking knew that. Mm. Because it was one day when we were arguing in the car and he sa- I said to him, why the fuck did you make all them promises? Mm. Why the fuck did you say you want to do this? Why the- mm. And he said, well, I'm still going to do it. What is wrong with you? I'm still going to do it. And I said, bitch, I don't fucking need you to do these things for me. Right. You understand? Right. I don't need you. And he knew that. So it's like I just... Everything else I could handle. I mm-hmm. could deal with my... But he c- came with that thing mm. that I didn't know I was missing. And unfortunately, I've made up my mind and I've decided, you know what? Let that go. Mm. I don't need that. I don't need to fight. I, I'm not in competition with anybody again. I don't mm-hmm. need... One, t- <laughs> one time I could never forget and that bastard, my children's dad, <laughs> <laughs> my children's dad said to me, so whose man you take this time and that what? stuck with me because no. he knew how I, how we came to mm, be mm. and he knew and when that's when he said that I was like is that what I'm doing again I do not want to do that again right it sounds like these three motherfuckers showed us <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Where are you going, P? Where are you going? They all showed us that we have the capacity to love and love again, but full circle to be loving ourselves. Yes. 100. But you know what? I didn't need no motherfucker to tell me that. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Let me just make it crystal clear. Okay. No, honey. Oh, yeah. I I was loving myself already. Yes. Yes. But what, what, what these... And, I, you know, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to reduce the men that I have loved and been loved by to motherfuckers. I mean, one or two of them. Okay, they had motherfucker moments. Yeah, they had, <laughs> they had, they had motherfucker but moments. But they are beautiful men. But absolutely. In, yeah. in, absolutely. In many different ways. In yes. many different and ways. And they still are yes. uh, beautiful men in yes. their own ways. Welcome to another mango tree. So this week we will be speaking about our favorite childhood summer memory where we were growing up. So let's take it away girls. Okay so one of my very many favorite childhood summer memories is that my sisters and I, my brother sometimes as well, we'd walk down to the beach. It take us about 25 minutes, but it was a nice walk. You cut through a neighborhood and you get to to the beach, right? You cannot walk through, the, through that neighborhood anymore. It's been built up. And we just used to spend our Sundays by the beach just doing normal things. And one day, uh, one of us found $25 in the water, like just floating at the, the bottom of the seabed because the, the water is very clear. 
Now, this is, yo, long time ago, $25 is a big deal, right? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Huge. You're like, yo. So we bought pizza and ice cream <laughs> with that money. And I just remember it being like the best feeling ever. I remember seeing the $25 just there, just floating gently in limbo. And you know when like you see like the water is crystal clear and it's kind of sparkling. And like, you know, you could see that the white sand on the bottom is just right there. And like the $20 is purple and the $5 is green. So it's also almost colorful and very stands out. And first, to just, just buy pizza and ice cream and... That was, to me, that's Caribbean childhood memory. That's, I think it was very, very beautiful for me. Mm, definitely. Sounds good. <laughs> Chantal? Okay, right. So one of my all-time favorite summer holiday childhood memories is, well, it's on Nevis. And every summer, my cousins would come over from St. Croix and Puerto Rico to spend the entire summer in Nevis with us. And my great-grandmother would be in charge of us all, right? So my great-grandmother and her daughter, my great-aunt, would be in charge of this tribe of children from St. Croix, Puerto Rico, Montserrat, St. Thomas, okay? The whole tribe. And we would get together and we would walk to this area in Nevis that's now called Long Point. And maybe it was always called Long Point, but I don't remember. And it has these tamarind trees that bear the sweetest tamarinds known to man, okay? And let me tell you something. In the summer in Nevis, the sun is very hot. (laughs) (laughs) And But we don't business. And so the gathering would start from Crodock Road, which is where I grew up, yeah? And my cousins, who are actually staying with my great-grandmother, would walk across the pasture and come to Crodock Road, where I lived. And some would say I lived on the annex of Crodock Road and Ramsbury Site, because Ramsbury Site was like posh, whatever. We live Crodock Road. And we would then walk down the alleyway. We would then gather the cousins that were staying with Auntie Irma. We would go gather... My One of my besties, whose name was also Chantal, because our mother's just whatever. <laughs> you know, and apparently Chantal is named after me because she came a few months after me. But I'll leave our parents to decide whatever. Mm. We would gather Chantal and her brothers and we would all walk to Long Point to the sweetest tamarind trees. We would climb those trees, pick the tamarinds, then walk back to Chantal's home because her auntie had a coal pot. Mm. And we would make the tamarind, tamarind jam, jam on mm. the coal pot. That's the best Listen, nice. And never mind, we didn't buy no sugar. So, you know, we were raiding the yes. different houses yes. for the sugar. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. And the cinnamon and everything and put it in the coal pot, guys. The sweetest tamarind jam in your life mm-hmm. has to be made on a coal pot. That's the best way. And the tribe of us would sit there in the yard making this tamarind jam then waiting, well, barely waiting for it to cool because tamarind jam takes a while because, mm-hmm. you know, the sugar has to emulsify and then, mm-hmm. and then the fruit and everything has to be just so, right? And we were stirring it with a stick. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> we do. That's what not, you have to do. Not a spoon. 
a stick, okay? And then, you know, we're there and we're chatting and we're arguing. We'll go across the road by Mr. Lawrence's shop and buy what we used to call Juicy. Because St. Kitts and Nevis used to have a soda factory called Yo, Juicy. We, we had, had Juicy. You had we Juicy had in the glass bottle. In the glass, yes. it can the only red, be the hello, red, the hello, red, champagne. Red. Thank okay. you. Champagne. The, listen. And cola champagne. Cola She's champagne. Them. So we went and we bought the Juicies. Oh, okay. the Brysons. Okay. Because we used to call them Bryson mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And then half a bread and cheese. Say no more. Hot. Okay. Hot Say bread and cheese. No Look Bring it back to Chantel's yard. Oh By then, the tamarind jam had cooled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's pure sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything from the, the juice to the jam. The jam, <laughs> the butter bread, and we call it rat cheese, eh? You know, the, the tin cheese? <laughs> yes. And it was like the best thing in uh-huh. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was summer. And all my cousins from all over. The best childhood memories, honestly. Summers in Nevis, dream. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Girl. That's beautiful. <laughs> I can taste the juicy now. Yes. Mine's very similar to yours, Chantal. But what we did, we went, all the cousins, all of us my age, we used to go to Chouzelle. To meet our mm. grand our grandparents, so I had both my grandparents live like ten minutes walk, fifteen minutes walk away. So I had both of them, but we all went to my maternal grandparents, and my God, could you imagine? He used to have my granddad was alive then, and they used to have probably about ten of us come down to Chouzel. And he knew what we loved. So he would gather, we used to have lots of cashew nuts, mm-hmm. cashew trees. Yes. So he would gather all the cashews and everybody would have their own little bunch of cashews. And we had to put it to dry and make sure we look after it because one of us teething each other cashew nuts. I used to teeth all the cashew nuts. <laughs> and yeah, so you have to protect your cashew nuts. And then we used to go pick mangoes. We used to go because there was a massive piece of land and all the fruit trees on that land. So yes. And one memory I had um, that will never leave me is of my granddad. One night, I think one of us was sick. It wasn't me. I can't remember who it was, but one of the cousins was sick. And my granddad was going out to get some herbs to boil for that child and I went with him and he was like I say I tell him but how how do you know what to pick and he's just like don't worry and then he before he picked the 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 herb he was waking it up it was in the night so he was waking up the the fly I said why are you waking it up he said because it's sleeping and if you pick it when it's sleeping, it will not do the job. Mm-hmm. So he had to wake it up and he's waking and saying, please, please wake up. My grandchild is sick and I need you to help her. So and then he picked it. Wow. The herbs. Wow. I remember That's that clear as day. And even now I have all my plants at home. I refuse to water them in the night mm. because they're sleeping. I water them in the morning, early in the morning, or just when just when the sun is setting, if it's too hot, so mm-hmm. that they will absorb all the nutrients yeah. from the water, but not in the night. Because I remember my granddad telling me, when they're sleeping, Aww. you have to leave them. And that's, he was a farmer. 
so he loved his plants and just imagine all of us down in the country and we roasting cashews and everybody have our free stones <laughs> free stones and a piece of mm. what you call the 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 roof the galvanize galvanize a mm. piece of galvanize and free stones and we catching fire lighting <laughs> <laughs> cooking <laughs> roasting cashews but yeah these were some of my favorite memories mm. growing mm. up as a child in the summer That's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. Honestly, I do believe that sometimes you connect with someone and it's for that time. Yeah. It's a temporary thing. Yeah. And it's then to show you both you go your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's always to show you. I mean, if you don't learn things from your relationships, then mm. you need to kind of really look at yourself and yeah. revisit why you're not even open to learning more about yourself. Yep. Because yep. also, I see where I made missteps mm -hmm. in my relating to these men that have come and gone in and out of my life. I know that I'm very, very stubborn. I know that. Yeah. I am queen Orion with a Virgo rising. Which I find and so a funny Sagittarius because... moon. Oh girl. Stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. But Chantal is so gentle. She's no, like but this I, I have spirit. to work on it, Fiona. Because in my mind, like if like say for instance, you know, something happens on road and somebody irritates me and whatnot. Yeah? And they're, they're going back and forth with me. I could stand in the middle of that road and argue with them all freaking day. Mm. But what it is, is that I don't have the energy for that. I would much rather expend my energy meeting up with my girls, going to a park. Going, I'm like, I just don't have the time. But that has taken years of work. Over the years, I have learned to not, not deem my fire, no. but express my fire in other ways absolutely mm -hmm. it's growth it's, it's growth. growth yes and i've seen the changes mm. and i'm happy with them i'm happy mm. with where i am now i'm happy with the fact that i know if somebody says something to me i could choose right, <laughs> right. i could choose yes to say you know what you ain't worth my time today not today ho yeah. or i could choose to demolish you <laughs> Indeed. Which I can. But you're aware of your But choices. I am aware of my choices. There's growth. no red, yes. red, the um, red mist. The red mist. The there's red none of that. Yes. yes. There's yes. none of that anymore. There is none of that anymore. Yeah. And I'm I'm very proud of myself. I'm very mm. happy that I'm able to do that. So there's a lot of growth. I love it. Because if we're not growing, what are we doing? Exactly. If you're not exactly. growing, you're dead. I mean, exactly. what are we doing? Yeah. So. Yeah. This has been a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, this series has been interesting. Very. And I can see where there's a, a few other topics that we might need to make separate entities yes. and have episodes on them. So thank you, Fiona, for suggesting this as the Yay. topic. Blah, 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 blah. I need to. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I really. Y'all need to hold me back with that. I, just, I, just stop. I, I, me too. Amazing. Yes. So thank you, Sherwin. Hi. You're welcome. Wow, so another week has gone by, another episode wrapped up. As usual, we love hearing from you. So please make sure that you subscribe, that you rate, that you review, that you follow us on all the social media platforms that we're on. And I say all, and it's two. So... <laughs> 
follow us on Instagram. And what is our name on Instagram, guys? The, the underscore relatable underscore podcast. podcast underscore. And on Twitter? At relate underscore podcast. Amazing. So we're out there in social media land. And we're doing our thing and we're doing it for you and we feel the love. So thank you for, oh my goodness, guys, we forgot to thank our very first. I I was going to say Thank you. So before we leave, let us explain why we're making up so much noise in the people that place. It's a big deal for us. So if you subscribe to our podcast via Acast, you will see that there is a way that you can support us because guys, we are not here in the studio for free. <laughs> no, we're not. It's not edited it's, for free. And nothing is done for free. We paying. Okay? And so by you supporting our podcast by giving a little cashola donation, yeah. it's actually ensuring that the podcast keeps on going beyond our first season. So this week we had our first donation. Yay. Listen. Hearts. Everything, down. everything coming now. When I saw that, I was, I think, I, I think a tear came now. Oh, I think I had a tear. It was 10 US, but you know what? The tear came down. It's a, a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because, so, and she left such a beautiful message oh. as well. So I will really appreciate that. And yeah, keep it coming. If yes. you love us, thank you. Show some um, thank support. You. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And you know, it's not about the amount. It's no, actually it's more not. about the fact that you are saying to us that you really value yeah. our time that we yeah. put into this. You value the fact that we're telling these stories for us, by us. Mm-hmm. And also Merle Roach from Montserrat. <laughs> we see you and thank you. Thank you so, so you have been supporting us from the very first episode. And for you to be our very first supporter in this way. <laughs> big up. Big up big deal. Thank you. From big the hug. Emerald Isle. Yeah. Montserrat. Yeah, man. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys. And see you next week. Relatable. Because a shared journey brings hope.